Jet Week number three. Are you excited, Deep Voice Guy? Welcome to the ALT Insider Podcast, dedicated to making you have the most fun possible while living or dreaming about living in Japan. Whether you've been here for years or are just starting to consider it, we've got you covered. And now, your host, broadcasting from somewhere in Japan, James. Three weeks into Jet Week, I know some people in the Jet program are going out very soon to Japan, maybe in the next few days or so, if you listen to this podcast when it goes live in July 2016. So, good luck to you people. But, today I have a interview to add to the Jet Week series with a one-year Jet, who's also a local area coordinator, and he lives in a very interesting place. So, for I live in a medium-sized city with about 300,000 people. But today's guest lives in a town with a town. I said town. I guess it's a town, but it's actually an island that has 8,000 people. So it's a whole different world than what I am used to and what most of you will be used to. Even though some of you might be in the, you know, kind of countryside, you won't be in a place that is an island with 8,000 people. I guarantee that. He doesn't even have a kombini in his town, which is, you know, I just can't fathom that. I don't even know what are you going to do. But <laughs> so uh, that's, it's really interesting. Stick around for that. I mean, if you, get, if you want a good insight on what your first year is going to be like, we talk a lot about that. We talk about, you know, what it's like living in a place that small. We talk about what a local area coordinator does for the JET program. And we get into all kinds of stuff. So if you want to check out that and what we talk about, be sure to check out the show notes page. And that will be at altinsider.com forward slash podcast 69. Or you can just go to the site and click on the podcast tab, of course. And since we are still in the third week of uh, the, the JET month, the JET pack is still on sale for another three weeks. So if you will have any elementary schools next year, please check that out and see if it might be of help to you. No more planning for you at your elementary schools. That is a good feeling, my friends. So... Without further ado, here is James from the very, very small, no convenient having island of Izu. Enjoy. Actually, wait, I said that wrong. It's the Izu Islands, but he is from the very, very small, not having a, not having a convenient Oshima Island of Izu Islands. Way too much detail, but there you go. It's too late now. I already said it. I'm not editing that out. Enjoy. Okay, so today, guys, I have a special guest with me. His name is James. He lives in a kind of an interesting place, and we're gonna get into that later. So, but uh, how you doing today, James? I'm doing all right. I uh, had a little trouble earlier with a flat tire on my bike, but doing all right. That happens, I think, to everyone that lives for any amount of time in Japan. So, <laughs> so first, let's start with what are you currently doing in Japan? Uh, so right now, I'm an assistant language teacher at Oshima High School on Oshima Island. Okay, so we're going to get into that a little more about what's in the what's what's island life like, I guess. But first, let's go back to your kind of beginning. So what got you interested in coming to Japan in the first place? Um, well, I'm from Tennessee, and uh, there's a lot of Japanese business in Tennessee. Uh, there are Honda factories, Toyota factories, Nissan factories, Komatsu. Um, my father does a lot of business with them. So in college, I decided why not try to study some Japanese um, and the more I studied the language, the more I learned about the culture, the more interested I got. Um, I decided to study abroad my junior year of college. And uh, after doing six months of a homestay, I realized that I really like uh, Japanese lifestyle, uh, really like life over here. So I decided to uh, apply for the JET program. Well, that's cool. So how long was your homestay situation? Uh, it was a little under six months. Did you go to school at the same time or was it just like kind of hanging around or? Yeah, I was, uh, going to school. I was at Kansai Gaidai Daigaku in 
Os- well, not really Osaka, Hirakatashi. <laughs> okay, so how was your um, Japanese level at that point? Uh, um, you know, I had studied for about two years at that point in college, uh, but my actual conversation ability was was pretty terrible. Okay, so what yeah. was your what was your kind of did you have to was your class with other foreign people or what was the class like? Yeah, my class was with uh, all other foreigners. So did you kind of get stuck in a kind of a foreign bubble? Like these are my friends I'm hanging out with, or did you get to interact with Japanese people a lot, or how did that work out? Yeah, well, since I did a homestay, um, I actually spent a lot more time with my host family and their friends than I did with other foreign friends. I had other friends at school and stuff. Yeah, um, but. A lot of the students there who stayed in the dorms, uh, I think they had trouble kind of uh, bridging out and making Japanese friends. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was lucky that my host family would take me out and introduce me to people, and uh, they were really active. So I was lucky in that regard. That's cool. So then you kind of got the bug, like, all right, I want to go back to Japan. Why did you choose the jet program over other avenues? Um. Well, I guess the the first time I heard of the JET program was from the head of the Japanese department at my university. Um, and the more I looked into it, it just seemed like uh, JET was kind of the sweetest gig of <laughs> of a lot of the different um, uh, teaching programs. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty much the reason I decided to apply for JET. So let's get into, since you got the job, obviously, what, what was your kind of, what advice would you give someone that wants to apply for next year? Um, uh, my advice is go online right now and look at all of the application things that you need for last year's cycle and go ahead and start preparing, like have a list, have all the references you need already lined up. Um, try to have all your ducks in a row before they even release the application. Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's kind of a lot of hoops you have to jump through, um, and a lot of stuff that you have to send out and wait on. Uh, before you can really send your application in. Uh, make sure that you keep in mind that the deadline is not a postage deadline. It's a receive by deadline. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I made that mistake and had to like overnight. My <laughs> I, I thought um, I had plenty of time to mail in my stuff and I realized, oh no, it has to be there in, within 48 hours, so... Oh, okay, so you dodged a bullet there. Yeah, I was lucky. So, you know, I, I found, actually, I found James on the incoming Jets board on Facebook. So, you know, as you, I've seen, I'm sure you've seen the board, and a lot of people ask a lot of questions, worried about a lot of stuff. What advice would you give those people that are kind of worrying about things? Maybe what is one thing that you really were worried about, and then when you got here, you learned that, hey, I didn't have to worry about that as much as I thought? Uh, the thing I was super worried about was what to wear to work. <laughs> okay. Um, and... Yeah, once I got here, I realized that it's not that big of a deal. Um, I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty, I, I can understand being so worried because packing is, you know, kind of a um, a big issue. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I kind of had it in my mind that at Japanese high schools, I was going to have to wear a suit every day, and I was going to, you know, have to have all these uh, different nice outfits and everything. And my, my situation is probably a little different than other people's because I'm on the island and it's a bit more casual here. Okay. Um, but that was something I was really con- concerned about was like, what do I have to wear to school? Um, did you bring enough to have casual clothes or did you have to buy some once you got here? I, I brought mostly kind of more formal stuff. And my first couple months, I just aired on the side of formality. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like looked at what the other teachers were doing and kind of got a feel for it and everything. Yeah, that's a good move. But yeah, I had some casual stuff. Uh, I had my parents send me a, a little bit of stuff, uh, 
they visited Japan last year, so I was lucky. Like they were able to bring a bag with some more clothes for me. Oh, okay, that helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was lucky in that regard. And uh, one other thing, I get a lot of emails about people worrying about is omiyage. So, what did you? Oh, what, yeah. What did you bring, and how successful do you think that was? And how important do you think omiyage is? Um, so initially, I I don't think it's that important. I stressed out about that a lot. I I brought a bunch of different types of snacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I brought like goo goo clusters and moon pies because those are made in Tennessee. Um, and I also brought a bunch of uh, like ballpoint pens from my dad's business because okay. um, he does work with Japanese companies. And like I gave out all that stuff to like every teacher and office worker in my school. And uh, really, I I think looking back, it was just kind of more trouble than it was worth. Yeah. Uh, because there's so much you have to do when you first get to your school. Like there's a lot of paperwork you have to get filled out, and you have, or at least I had teachers who are showing me around and getting like my bank account set up. And, um, you know, there are just all these things you have to do. And kind of the last thing on any of their minds is, did this kid bring some chocolate for me? Yeah, that's what I say. As long as you bring something, they'll be happy they got something and they'll forget about it two seconds later, you know? Yeah, exactly. I do, like, if I go traveling, if I go somewhere kind of far away from the island, I try to get something and bring back and give to people. And I, I think they appreciate that, but... Yeah, that's uh, almost that, that. That's all, another important point. When you go away, bring back a little something to share around the office, but don't don't worry about it too much, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, for incoming jets, I would keep that in mind more than worrying about something to bring initially. Yeah, it should be a a, a, a kind of source of happiness, not worry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you said um, your first few days you're doing a lot of paperwork and stuff like that. What was your first day actually like when you got to your school? So I'm saying past orientation. Now you're at your schools. What did you do that first day? Oh, man. So the early entry jets, uh, I came last April. Uh, we just get like a one-day orientation, basically, and then the next day it's off to your school. Oh, okay. And uh, so when I got here, I had to take a jet ferry to the island, and it was just a rainy, really nasty day. And the only ship that they had a spot for me was like the last one. So I got here late, and uh, it was really after school was over and the principal and the staff and everyone had not all the teachers, but the people who I needed to meet had stayed and waited for me oh, okay. uh, to, to meet me. So I think everybody just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, uh, they took me to my apartment over here and, uh, <laughs> it turned out that I didn't have any gas or electricity turned on or anything. Uh. <laughs> so, so like my, my supervisor, uh, ended up taking me to his house Okay. giving me dinner and like I took uh, a bath and a shower at his house and everything and um, then they, they dropped me back off at my apartment and uh, were like hey someone's gonna come and turn on your gas tomorrow at 10 o'clock so be here and then I'll see you uh, let's see I got there on a Saturday so they said we'll, we'll see you on Monday yeah and, and I'll take you to get like a cell phone and we'll set up your bank account and do all that uh, so it was just kind of it was just kind of a rush. I just kind of got dragged around to a lot of places. All right, so that's cool. So even though you're on a kind of a special situation on an island, they still kind of took care of you, made sure you got everything, you know, that kind of stuff. The good, st the good things the JET program does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was really lucky. Um, my supervisor and the vice principal and everybody really helped me out. So you said you were at a high school. Is there only one high school or a couple or what? Uh, there's two high schools on the island. Um, one is like a boarding school. So most of the students who go to that school are from like Tokyo or Chiba or Saitama or somewhere like that. Um, before I was actually going to both high schools to okay. teach, but, uh, 
what starting last August, the other high school has their own ALT now. Okay, so let's go back to your kind of beginnings. Um, you know, another big sense of wor- big thing that causes worry is the intro lesson. So, what did you what, what did you do for your intro lesson, and will you think it's successful? What would you change? Let us know. Um, so the first lessons I had at both high schools, they were like, we just want you to introduce yourself. Um, and like my, my intro lesson was basically just me kind of talking and giving an introduction of like a self introduction, you know? Okay. Um, looking back, if like, if I had the same, uh, opportunity or like the same situation where the teachers were like, Hey, just spend today introducing yourself. I maybe would have made a sheet, um, with like questions for the students to ask me. So instead of me just like talking about myself yeah. and the students listening there and being bored, like, so they could ask me and find out that way. Yeah, definitely. Cause I think it's better to be interactive. I think with your intro lesson. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, honestly, I don't think my intro lessons w- went that well. Cause I was, I was still so jet lagged and getting used to everything. Um, was wasn't my best effort <laughs> on the <laughs> lesson. Yeah, so um, you know, there's kind of a range. I say from you know tape recorder level work to you do everything in your class. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? Um, it really varies by the the high school. So when I was at both high schools, the the boarding school, the teachers really they would just be like, okay, you have a uh, three lessons tomorrow. Just make make something, and it was completely like all alone by myself. I had to figure out something. There was no syllabus for guidance. <laughs> oh, okay. They, they were just like, make a lesson and, and give a lesson. So that's, um, pretty, that's pretty tough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really tough, especially because I had no teaching experience before. Um, I, I was lucky that um, the my predecessors had all left behind a bunch of teaching materials and like previous uh, outlines for entire years, like going back three or four years. Oh, wow. Um, so I was able to kind of like check out and see what they were doing and like pull from that what I thought was good and maybe, you know, change what some little things that I wanted to. How would you say like, did you get like, so you had to do the whole lesson yourself. Did you get any feedback on how good the lessons were going? Did they help you or did they say like, they did they not tell you how you were doing kind of, did they give any kind of feedback? It, it varied by the teachers I was with. Um, cause some, I was really upfront and I was like, Hey, I want feedback. I'm new at this. So. If there's anything you think I should change or anything you think I'm doing well, like, uh, just let me know. You know, I want to make sure I'm doing a good job. And uh, some of the teachers would, would work with me. And after a lesson, they'd be like, oh, you know, the idea of this was good, but maybe we need to do something to make it more interactive. Um, or, you know, they'd give me constructive feedback. Okay. Uh, some of the others would just say, no, that was fine. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's really It's really a range, you know. Yeah. But that's tough when you're just starting out when you don't have any feedback, especially when you said you don't have any experience. Like, you know, I think most Jets don't have experience. It's like, am I doing good? Am I doing bad? So how do you kind of rate yourself now if you do a lesson? Um, well, when I started out, I would have given myself maybe a two or a three because I was, I was pretty lost. Um, and now I'd, I'd like to think I'm in the seven or eight range. Um, granted, the, the school that I'm at full time now, uh, it's much more like, 50 50 on, on the lesson plans and everything. And, uh, I, I work together a lot more with the, with the teachers there. Um, so that helps a lot. Do they, was that kind of working together? Was that their idea or did you kind of make the effort to talk to them or how did that work out? Um, that's just the way they've always done it at that school. Um, the, the supervisor, my, like the head of the English department there has been there for a long time. Um, 
and they've always had an ALT at this school for like long, long time. Oh, okay. Um, so he's just always kind of worked together with the teachers they had and uh, kind of had a dialogue about it. So yeah, that's good. that's probably the best way to be. And if you don't have that situation, you should work to get to that situation, even if you're not lucky enough to have it already be like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so um, one last question about your school. So I, I have a sense that your school is small. Am I right about that? Or yeah, there's about 150 students total. Okay, so that's on the smaller side. So sometimes at smaller schools, I feel like you can get a bigger, be become a bigger part of the school. So do you do anything out after school during the reset? How do you interact with students? How do you, what's your kind of policy on interacting with students? Do you do it a lot? Do you do it a little? What do you do? Um, so I try to make myself available. Um, some of them just don't have interest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I. Once a week, uh, I have like an English lunch club and students who have any questions about English or like just want to practice speaking or uh, questions about foreign countries or even if they just need help on their homework um, can come and I'm like available. We have a classroom set aside. And uh, also I help with the girls basketball team. Okay, that's cool. Um, Yeah, there's there's no boys basketball team. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay. I, I would help with both if there was, but um, they only have uh, four f- four members on the team right now because the the scene the one third year student just uh, their season ended, so there's yeah. only four, and they need another person to have like a proper scrimmage. So, so would you say you're a helper or are you a coach? Because I know there's a kind of a there's a line there, right? Like, oh, I'm I'm not a coach. I'm just a helper. A helper. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that's the that's the way to go about it too. Unless you really want to get dedicated to basketball, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about where you are. So you're in the Izu Islands. Yeah. So first, where is that? Um. So the Izu Islands. There's a chain. I think there's seven of them. Uh, about. 120 kilometers south of Tokyo. Okay. Um, the biggest one, my island, uh, Oshima, is, yeah, I think almost exactly 120 kilometers south of Tokyo. All right. So how did you get placed there? Did you, I mean, was for, I guess, where did you request to be placed and why did you get placed in the Izo Islands instead of there? <laughs> well, on my application, I put a preference for Kansai because that was an area of Japan I was kind of familiar with. Okay. Um, and I put that as my preference, but I also marked like you know anywhere is fine. Well, but were, were you strongly hoping to be in Kansai, or because you know everyone puts like anywhere is fine, pretty much, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> just choose uh, me, you know? Yeah, I, I really wanted to be in Kansai, but um, during my interview, uh, I, I had like one of the questions they asked me was like how I do in a rural area, and uh, I, I had a conversation with my interviewers about. Uh, all the rural areas I like visited Ah, and and, like how I, you know, I think I can do that. And, uh, I like the countryside, you know, when I visited, when I studied abroad in Japan and everything. So I think that was kind of one of the, (laughs) they made a note or something like send this kid to a rural area. Yeah. That's tough. That's a tough thing. Like they asked that question to everyone, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, my experience asked everyone and it's like, you have to say you're good. You're okay with that. But if you don't want to be in a rural area, you can't say like, no, I hate it because then you won't get hired, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's tough. It's tough. So, um, what what's kind of how big is the island? I mean, can you? It seems like it's pretty small from what I've talked to you before. So, can you get to like one side or the other in one day, or how small is it? Um, so it's uh, I think about thirty five square miles total. Oh, okay, is that, is that right or is that? I I can't remember if it's thirty five square miles or kilometers. I know that's a big difference. That's terrible. People will Google it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but there's about eight thousand people total here. Um, there's a big volcano in the middle. 
if if I ride my bike kind of from one side of the island to the other, it'll take maybe two hours. Okay, so, um, it's, so it's like a Skyrim map or something. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you, you could go all the way around. Like there's one road that goes all the way around the circumference of the island, and you could do it in a day if you put your mind to it, no problem. <laughs> so how many people on that island, would you guess, are not Japanese people? Um, oh, I... I would say between four and six. Okay. I, uh, there's me and another jet and an Interac ALT. And uh, I have one friend who recently moved here. Who's uh, He's half Japanese, but he was born and raised in Mexico. Okay. Um, and then, what, there's one little, like, snack where the, the Obasan is, is Thai. Okay. Um, you really scoped it out, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there might be a, a couple more somewhere, but... There's not too many of us. A very uh, small a foreign population. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, in a, in, a, in a big city, it's easy to get in a kind of foreign bubble. You know, like I have foreign friends. I do things with foreign people. But for you, it's kind of difficult. But so do you have more Japanese friends? Do you have more foreign friends? How does it work for you? Uh, I definitely have more Japanese friends. Um, I, I was lucky. The Interact ALT, uh, when I first came here, uh, I ran into him one of my first days, and uh, he introduced me to like a basketball club on the island. Okay. Um, and it's a, a lot of the uh, people who play there are teachers uh, from the different elementary or middle or high schools, uh, but just a lot of island people who play basketball. And uh, I was lucky really quickly to like get introduced to them and to be able to join like a social club. Yeah. Um, and that's been really big for me because, uh, besides playing basketball, you know, they have a bunch of barbecues and parties and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, if you get that right away, it's a big, big, huge change, you know? Yeah. That's cool. So, um, on this island, is there kind of any kind of big festivals or stuff that like the whole, whole island comes together and meets up? I can imagine there might be one, but like, what is it? How does that, is there any kind of thing like that or? Yeah. The, the big thing here is, uh, Oshima is famous for its camellias. And uh, they have a camellia festival from like mid February until about mid March, and like every weekend they have different uh, different festival type things. Like they'll have the taiko, like drum playing, and they'll have uh, people do doing like readings from a, a Kawabata Yasunari novella that takes place on the island. And um, that's pretty cool. The, yeah, that that's the big thing. Um, the camellia festival. Um, so it seems like it's kind of like, is there a big like, community feeling to that island? Or it seems like there would be. I mean, it's got to be a huge difference to a big city. Yeah. And well, I think one of the, the interesting things about the island is that more than half of the people who live here aren't really from the island. Uh, so a lot of people, their jobs for like the Tokyo government or, um, you know, companies or whatever, they'll get sent over here for like three or four years oh, to, okay. to live. Um, sent to so, exile. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, so there's kind of this uh, cool sense of camaraderie because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as them a, a little bit. You know, it's different because I'm not Japanese, but, um, you know, I'll be here max five years also. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everybody's kind of in, in the same boat and they come here and they don't know many people and uh, we're just kind of all in it together. So how, how rural, 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 I can't, I can't say that rural, how rural is it? Is there like, do you have McDonald's there or is there's no McDonald's? How about Taya, that kind of stuff? Or There is no Combini. No Combini. That's how rural it is. That's, that's a whole new world. <laughs> so what, okay, so let's say, okay, you're hungry on Sunday evening uh -huh. and you don't have food in your house. Oh crap, I got to get food. What do you do? 
Man, the the supermarket that is open the latest here closes at nine. So you got to decide quickly if you're hungry or not. Yeah, either that or you got to go to an izakaya or something. <laughs> oh my wow, that's that's a bit different. There's no kind yeah. of is there like sushi restaurant? I mean, you know, I know there's probably sushi restaurant. How about like a kaiten sushi place or? Uh, not not kaiten sushi. There uh. there are a bunch of sushi restaurants, uh, but even the restaurants here close pretty early. Um, uh. Most of them close around ten. Like if they have a bunch of customers, they'll stay open a bit later. So what do you do? Like how how long does it take you to get to Tokyo or so like a big city? Um, so, uh, we have jet ferries from the island. There's also an airport, um, by the jet ferry to Tokyo, it takes an hour and 45 minutes to Atami. It takes 45 minutes. Like I guess you can head out there sometimes if you have a, you know, something to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too bad. And, uh, if you live on the island, you get a discount for the tickets too. So that's nice. Okay. Um, so you said you are a local area coordinator or you will be a local area coordinator in the future. Yeah. So what exactly is that? Um, so my understanding, uh, I'm I'm new to this. <laughs> uh, okay. My, my understanding is basically uh, I'm in charge of helping convey messages to all of the people in my area, which would be the Izu Islands, and uh, helping keep us all on the same page about upcoming events, um, or letting them know if there's anything they need to know. Like uh, obviously, this time of year when people are about to leave. Okay. Uh, it's an important time to make sure everybody's on the same page and everybody knows what they have to take care of before um, before they go. Um, I'm also trying to make sure there's a lot of information on our Facebook page for the new incoming island jets. Do you ever just yell it out your window? <laughs> um, well, so, some of the some of the islands are, are kind of far out. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. See, that's tough. Yeah. Facebook is important. <laughs> yeah, o- o- Ogasawara takes takes uh, twenty four hours from Tokyo by ship. So, so there's there's a, there's a jet on that island. Yeah, yeah. There. Um, well, I'm, yeah, I guess he'll be leaving soon. They're gonna there's gonna be a new one there also. Wow. Soon. What like you said? You your maximum to be at the island is five years. So you're pretty happy being there, right? Yeah, I, I really enjoy the island life. Um, I mean, I kind of grew up in the countryside, so that's not too big of an adjustment for me. Um, one good thing about the islands is that the cost of living is pretty low compared okay. to Tokyo. So, um, you know, as as much as I miss out on as far as nightlife or maybe some some socializing goes, um, I, it, I am able to to save. So when I want to travel or take a trip or something, you know, um, I'm I'm able to do that. Can I ask how much your rent is? <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm in a, a teacher's dormitory. Okay. And it's one thousand or not one sorry, sorry, not one thousand. <laughs> uh fourteen thousand uh yen per month. Okay, that is extremely low. Extremely low. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I'm, nice. I'm really lucky in that regard. <laughs> um one other thing, so how about your school lunch? Because in a small place like that, I'm I'm in kind of a medium sized city, so like there's a big like place where they make the lunch and they bring to school. Is everything homemade at the school for you or? So we don't have any like cafeteria service at our school. Um, the teachers, like there's a local like bento shop that we all just order bentos from and they deliver every day. But uh, the students just all bring their lunch. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so you said you, you know, you're not a local area coordinator yet, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, <Yeah. laughs> what are kind of, what if someone else, someone else in Japan wants to be a local area coordinator, what do they have to do? Um, well, I think the main thing to do would be to get in touch with your current local area coordinator and uh, engage them and ask them about it. Um, I'm not 100% sure if, they, if there's like a, only a certain amount of people they can have for each area. 
or so if you have to wait for a vacancy or not. Okay. Um, but yeah, get in touch with your local area coordinator, maybe your prefectural advisor. Um, just try to make yourself available and useful for those people um, on Facebook or uh, you know any way you can get in contact. Okay. So are there any uh, benefits other than just like the uh, nice feeling of helping people if you get a local area coordinator position? Um, I'm not sure about other jets, but for the island jets, um, sometimes there will be um, things like conferences or things like that where we have to go to Tokyo. Uh, okay. And uh, they'll pay for our jet ferry ticket. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. So you get a little yeah. free travel out of, out of the deal. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's one of the benefits I'm looking forward to. Okay, cool. So, um, well... James, that's all I got for me. I want to say, because, you know, people are coming in, in, to Japan all the time now. I, mean, I think in one week people start coming. In the, yeah. yeah, so give us give us one piece of advice for those people that are, you know, at home freaking out right now. Give, give us some advice. <laughs> um, my advice, um, just try to be as outgoing as possible when, when you first get here. Um, talk to people. I, I know if, if you're coming to Tokyo, it, it'll be difficult because it's kind of huge and overwhelming, but... Um, just talk to people. Talk to the teachers. Um, talk to your students. Uh, they might be too intimidated to come and approach you. Yeah. Uh, but if you take the time to go and just start a conversation, even if your Japanese is terrible, even if it's only English, um, you'll be surprised how much people are interested and will want to hear about you and um, you know learn about you and have like kind of a culture exchange type situation. Um, so that's my advice. Just be outgoing, be kind. Yeah. Even if you're not outgoing, just pretend to be for that first week, you know? It's really yeah, nice. exactly. Yeah. All right, James. So thanks a lot for hanging out today. Um, where can people, you know, if they want to catch more of you, talk to you more on the internet, where can they find you? Is there anywhere? Uh, yeah. On Facebook. Uh, let's see. I'm a member of the 2016 incoming jets page. Uh, my name is James Shively. You can just find me there. I'm also a member of the 2015 incoming jets, the Tokyo jets Facebook page and the Ogasawara and Izu Island jets Facebook page. That, that group has got to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. We're up to 14 people now. So <laughs> all right, James. Um, thanks for, you know, and you shade a lot of light on, you know, being a jet, being at the Izu Islands, which sounds like a cool place. I don't know if I'll ever visit there, but if I do, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a call, and you gotta give me a place to stay. <laughs> yeah, hit me up, and I'll show you around. <laughs> All right, thanks, James. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to the ALT Insider Podcast. For more info on how you can have more fun working in Japan, visit altinsider.com. See you next time. That's what she said.